Welcome to Three is a Crowd. I'm Julie. And I'm Terence. So, how does anyone decide to have another kid? We're a couple debating this decision for ourselves and inviting you to listen in. It's not weird. It's a little bit weird. Can you believe that this is the second last episode of the entire series? I cannot. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, uh, that's because this was the hardest episode for you and I actually to record. This one was a tough conversation that needed to happen where we were at this point in our journey. But it was a really hard conversation, a really hard episode to record. So just to remind you, in the last episode, you would have heard that we got our first big fat negative pregnancy test. And we explored some mixed feelings about that. But we also agreed that we would give it another cycle uh, to see... Um, if we were going to yield a positive result. And in this episode, we get those results and we process them. Yes. So the processing is tough. (laughs) And uh, so just just a warning that, you know, we're going to get vulnerable. Uh, This was a hard conversation, honestly, for you. Mm. I I, somehow it ended up with me grilling you quite hard, hardcore about some of your internalized thoughts and beliefs which you weren't very happy about but we got it on record and that's the episode that we have for you today i live to serve people i love to serve <laughs> you're such a giver I you're know. such a giver so here's my i mean our gift to you the reality check so we've had a second uh negative pregnancy test so a second month of it not working um despite giving it our a plus effort (laughs) (laughs) um yeah which was hard it was a hard thing harder than i think maybe either of us anticipated or maybe i'll let you speak for yourself but it was hard for me um because of how naive I realized I'd been around thinking that it was simply the case of making a decision and then really giving yourself a really solid, (laughs) solid uh, opportunity for it to actually work. And if you just kind of, you know, had a basic understanding of how conception is supposed to work, um, you know, and you kind of time things and, chart things and you know test for things that are working like it should you know one plus one should equal two uh and even i guess the first month there was a sense of okay you know that was just so spur of the moment you know maybe we missed the window yeah we weren't Um, we weren't playing our full game yeah but we played our full game and the outcome was a big fat single-lined negative (laughs) and i think our experience of that was different or at least yeah our response to that was different because like you're saying for you it was quite hard that second time Mm. uh, maybe to feel like you're not entirely in control of this process yeah um what was your experience like i was also disappointed but the disappointment i think was quite revealing for me the fact Mm. that i was disappointed because if you know i listened to our last episode and my main concern was that you were going to be disappointed and how we're going to manage the emotions that you were going to go through. That was like the last half, mm. like we literally for half an hour, we kind of spoke through, you know, my fear that you would resent me and that because the deal didn't pull through, 
for you that you would be massively disappointed and that would be something that would be very difficult for you to overcome. Um, we never spoke about the idea that I might actually be mm. disappointed too. Um, because again, we were kind of on either sides of this deal. Yeah. Originally, that was our intention. Um, and I think the fact that I was excited for the possibility and when that didn't, mm, when that drastic, amazing change didn't happen, mm. I was really disappointed. Um, I was surprised and also a bit relieved because it kind of made me feel like we were even more on the same side than mm. we were. Like we were on the same side of all of this, even though we had different, we were hoping for different outcomes, we were still on the same side. Now we're like, suddenly I realized we we're both in the same space where mm. we both wanted the same outcome. And I think, again, listening to the episode, the last one we recorded, I, I did say something along the lines of, you know, when I make a decision, I'm all in, no buyer's remorse. I'm like excited about the thing that we've decided. And I think that's what happened. It was like, okay, um, I, I knew I wasn't just making a decision to let the bet happen or let the deal happen. It was actually making a decision that we were going to try for a third baby. And once that was kind of settled in my head, I could get excited about yeah. it. I hadn't realized that process had actually happened until mm. the disappointment set in. And I was like, why am I feeling disappointed? I've, it sounds bad. Like I've won. Yeah. I got what I wanted. I got, you know, we did the full, you know, the full four weeks, five weeks of cycle. We, we had two ovulation attempts. Neither of them worked. I carried out my full side of the bet yeah. or the full side of the bargain cool, let's book that for sex to me. I could do that guilt-free. Yeah. Um, and, I did, and, and that's not what I felt. I felt like, ah, oh, damn. Yeah. I can kind of imagine this. I imagine this kid. Mm. And now there was a, that wasn't going to happen right away. So, so yeah, all that is to say that actually there was a definite sense of Oh, okay. I now finally understand <laughs> where my head is now at. Mm. Um, not that I wasn't, I, I think it changed. I think in this month of changing my perspective, of changing, of of accepting that this could be a reality, that you and I could actually have a child. Because I, uh, it's almost like I, I got, um, what happens when you get kidnapped and then you fall in love with your kidnapper? <laughs> Well, it was like, no, what I mean is, what I mean is I was in, we were in the situation where, where there was a possibility that my life was going to change fundamentally. Yeah. And, and I think I could either get on board with that and see it for all the good things that it could be, that, that it could bring, all the stuff we spoke about in the second episode with all the pros mm -hmm. and cons and, well, all the pros, and get excited about all the pros and get excited about the change, or I could be anxious about it, and I didn't want that. And I, Subconsciously, I didn't want that, and so I think I've, anyway, long story short, I'm not quite excited mm -hmm. at the idea of us potentially having a third child, um, which is why I kind of, suggested that we keep the deal rolling on a month by month rolling contractual <laughs> keep basis. Keep checking in, record another episode of the podcast, do we, don't we. Suddenly, yeah, yeah. Sud and suddenly. <laughs> I, so I do worry that I'm going to be flip-flopping again. Okay. And I think that's why I, want, I don't want to, I don't want to come out and say, let's go for it, let's keep trying 
for a for a year. Yeah. Until we until we start thinking about other 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 potential directions to go. Like, yeah. Like I don't want to say we definitely I definitely want a third child. I know I'm excited about the possibility for now and for this month and and then maybe next month, but I want us to be able to continue that conversation and and I feel like the setup we now have is that I have a ripcord that I can pull if if I suddenly start to feel like actually no, I like our life the way it is. Mm. <laughs> You've got a lot of power. <laughs> you which you gave to me so yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I mean i think i think i like the fact that we're committed to continuing this pr- process intentionally you know we're not i mean it is a very when you are trying to you know make a baby it's an intentional process on all on all fronts if you're actually you know going for it um and i think that i like the fact that we're continuing to have the conversation because there are elements i'm i think i'm surprised by the new things that are being revealed it's almost like i think you said something in a previous episode about you know you're you're not afraid of hard conversations or difficult conversations but you just don't want to be having the same conversation (laughs) for a year yes and 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 often that's about something when we've had those sort of pulled out drawn out conversations it's about something fairly fairly maybe like tangible but not too complicated like do we buy a car or do we buy a house or not you know whereas i think this has so many more complexities to it um it's not just about the baby or not the baby it's how do we feel about our fertility how do we feel about you know the anxiety points around finances and a baby you know whereas like you know and and making decisions either way um I think I I had a moment after this last negative pregnancy test when I was feeling particularly anxious uh it's been you know really horrid weather in Cape Town and so everything's leaking and you know it's just like that sense of like you (laughs) it's it's been a tough physically it's been a tough physical yeah it has been a tough like physical space because I don't I clearly am quite affected by the weather but what I mean is that like it brings out you know all the things the weak points in your in your in our home that need fixing Mm -hmm. and part of me was like okay having a baby and not having a baby well, originally I was like, okay, well, we're not having a baby. So maybe now we can just fix all the windows in our house. But then I was like, actually, it's not that simple because having a baby doesn't, you know, or not having a baby doesn't mean that we're suddenly able to do these things. Yeah. It's, it's like... And, and actually, if you have a baby, like we have drafty windows. Yeah, we're we, more motivated. We actually need to fix the I know, windows. I know, <laughs> I know. But I think in my mind, it was... It's not, either or. It's yeah, and our lives are the way that our lives work. Um, our priorities, our mo- like how we're motivated by things. Um, you know, it's it's not like we're the kind of family. I think we maybe we discussed this back in episode one. I can't remember, but we're not the kind of family who like whom have for whom having a third baby at this stage of our life means that like oh no suddenly we can't go on the two overseas trips a year that we always go family of four <laughs> hashtag you know have to have family of four like we've not we that's not been it's not whilst it whilst having another child is a is monumental in many ways and i think we'd probably feel it in we'll probably feel it in um like when it comes to how we 
work and from a social perspective, I mm. imagine. But from a material perspective, it's not do you know what I mean? It's it's not as huge of a deal as I thought it was, which I've kind of had to work through over the last month. Um, sort of thinking that my big relief, like as in not having the baby, was suddenly gonna give us financial freedom. Yeah. Does that make any sense? I feel like I'm not sure I'm articulating this thought. It makes correctly. it makes a lot of sense because I think the big things the house, the car, the the, the jobs we we have a lot of those things in place mm. already. So it's not like suddenly we need to find we, we have a third room. Yeah. You know, we have the this space in our house for, for a baby. We have a lovely garden yeah. that the baby can grow in. We have a home that the baby can grow in. Yeah. We don't have to cons- we wouldn't have to think about moving. Mm-hmm. Um our car it's not the hugest SUV mm. in the world, but it can fit a third mm-hmm. child in there. Mm-hmm. And we might not be able to go on massively long holidays or we can't take the dog with us or whatever, mm. thank goodness. Um <laughs> we're now in a position where you're right, we wouldn't be missing out on luxuries uh, our lifestyle wouldn't take a massive massive dip by number three arriving mm. but that's something you've worried about over the last month and a bit. I, I think so i think i've been feeling that sort of i don't know what came first but i think maybe the negative test and then thinking i'd feel relieved because well you know we're not gonna have the financial burden of a third child and so maybe that's a good thing but then really realizing like it wasn't actually what was going to be the change of our financial situation. Yeah. I think I think maybe trying to kind of lean into staying positive for, you know, the life that we have, which is obviously something we also, it's the other perspective, right? That we need to maintain that we are, that we are, whilst we're kind of hoping that this one thing works out, that we're also leaning into the joy of what our current, of what our current life is. Yeah. And, you know, we were able to go out for dinner the other night with some friends and leave our kids with my, my brother and his wife. And it was like a low-stress kind of thing. And I did have a moment there when I was like, you know, there are some things that would pause. Um, you being able to travel for work or me being able to travel for work whilst it's obviously, you know, the, the partner this early, this early feels it, yeah. who's a partner's at home, it is different. You know, a, a seven and nine-year-old can understand it rationally and you can talk to them on the phone. And a baby, it would be hard. It would be hard mm. to leave a baby um, for either of us, actually. So so the, I think the reality is there are opportunity costs that a baby takes away from or, or that we can't spend because of the baby, right? So, But I think the problem is that I think maybe more so for you than for me. I think because you've always had a secret hope for baby number three, I think there's been a part of you that's been reserving a part of your energy and, you know, like your time and your other physical resources just in case this happens. This happens. So mm. you haven't thrown yourself in, like now that our boys are more free, not that you don't work hard, you work flipping hard, but like you're, you're I think, you're less likely to look for like a side hustle or for like the like a studying thing or something else in your life. A where, hobby. A, a, a <laughs> hobby even. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Where, whereas if if we went, hey, there's not going to be a number three. These two boys, these two wonderful boys are it. And the time that we would have, the time and energy we would have spent on number three, there are a million different things we can do at that time. If we knew that for, for if you knew that for a fact, Mm. there would be other things that you and I could do with that time 
and that energy that could bring in more money and then we could be going away on a family holiday. Our lives could change substantially if we chose to not have child number three and and redirect those efforts Mm. into other things, which is what a lot of people do, people who choose not to have kids at all. Well, hey, I can work until 9 p.m. I can travel the world. I can work anywhere in the world I want to. I can study that extra bit. I can do a second job. I can do a side hustle. I can do all these other things. I can learn new skills because I don't have baby screaming in the background or I don't feel like every moment I'm choosing to do something that brings me joy. I don't feel that guilt that mm. all parents feel because I actually should be spending time with my kids. Yeah. Um, where you have to justify everything you do. It's like, okay, if I study this, I can earn more money and that'll be good for the, like, it's always to just, it's always as a justification for parenting. People without kids don't necessarily have that. And so they have opportunities that we don't have. Yeah. And I, and I think for me, maybe, and that's a really interesting point and I hadn't really thought about it like that, but I mean, I have, but hearing it about the kind of being, putting myself on pause, I, I think, I think there's definitely some merit to, to that. Um, and I think also that's why there seems to, there feels like a sense of urgency from our side or from my side, not just because of my age, my, what are we saying, my advanced maternal age. <laughs> <laughs> Geriatric. I know. Um, but because we're in that life stage where we still have a youngest child who still requires, you know, our, our boys still require us to kind of, sit by them to go to sleep properly you know they still they we're still in the hands-on parenting we definitely at the end of that i'm not not as if we're not gonna be hands-on parents but you know that intense phase of parenting yeah we're seeing the tail end of it for sure yeah we definitely have more resources available available absolutely at the age they are now absolutely but we are but there is still i could see myself being drawn back in to another baby without feeling like, oh, my life was, I was able to up and go without any effort. Like, as in when I leave our kids for work, when I leave the boys and you to go for work, obviously I miss you all, but I still, there's a, you know, no matter how, you know, competent and amazing you are, I'm still thinking about, they're not independent teenagers. Do you know what I mean? Right. They, They still need, like mom still organizes the school routine and what's in their lunchbox and, and they, they still miss me and mommy, don't go. Oh, please come back I, I, I soon. See, I see you saying. So you're still in the phase of being f- sometimes physically needed. Yes. So a third child, especially for those first eight, nine years, yeah. it wouldn't be anything new for us. Exactly. It wouldn't be, it would, we wouldn't have to be like, oh, getting back into a exactly. phase because we're in that phase. Exactly. So. It wasn't like, I mean, I was reading a post uh, on a Facebook group I think yesterday or over the weekend, you know, of a of a a woman who's just found out she's pregnant again. I think she's like forty, and her her youngest child is thirteen. And you know, she is in the you know she's got teenagers, and going back, you know, she feels like the whiplash of the sense of oh my gosh, I'm now going all the way back to, you know, being needed. My always, you know, her children at that stage where you know they're potentially even a little bit embarrassed of mom you know <laughs> yeah. that we're not anywhere near no, there yet no they want all of us if, if, if any time we can give them they will gladly exactly take. so i think that's maybe part of the reason why you know it's not so much a a random age thing with our boys as much as the stage of life where i feel like i could just throw a baby into the mix and still be 
I'd still be flexing all my mom muscles in this particular way of parenting. Right. Without and and that that wouldn't have atrophied because you haven't used them in four years. Exactly. Or. I mean I mean I'm obviously saying this hypothetically. Maybe it doesn't ever atrophy, it just shifts. But like, yeah, I feel like there is obviously a stage and a season. Um and then the other thing about being on pause, I mean that's a that I've you know, I I can I can do the Imagine the different pathways game, you know, imagine if we didn't and I did go back to studying and, you know, have a sort of five year plan to do X and Y and advance my career in this particular way or, you know, plan a big trip for us. And and those are exciting things and they might be things that really just have to be explored in earnest soon. But I think I have come to realize, I think I was saying this to you or, you know, the other night that that's not the primary thing that makes me the most excited. And I think mm. I've had that I've had that clarification just over the last few weeks that actually so I think I've been holding on to to a hope mm. of being able to parent another child. Yeah, it's interesting sorry um, that you say that because while you were talking I was thinking about the fact that you know, as we're saying, there's all these things we could do with the the same energy and time that it would take to raise a third child. You've never spoken so vividly about a future, a potential future, as you have when it comes to talking about raising child number three. You know, uh, whenever you speak about what different career path you might want to take, whenever you speak about what different... Um, studies you might want to do or hobbies you want to take up or you know, we've had lots of conversations about all the other parts of life that you I feel like you should be doing and you're like yeah I can see the value in that but I, hmm, I'm not quite sure what I want to do I'm not quite sure if this is a, like there's nothing that's grabbed you and, and and really has excited you even as a in, something in your imagination even as like a potential when you say I would love to have a third child you can imagine, you talk about, you can imagine how the child is sitting between the two boys. You can imagine how they play, like all three kids are playing with each other. You have a name for her. She's a her. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? You, you have this vivid imagination mm. of exactly what that future looks like. And that's the only time I've heard you speak about a future with that kind of clarity. Yeah. Which says a lot about... Sure, we could do all these other things. We could plan. We could be the family that plans to travel the world. We and could. maybe we will, right? That's also the thing is that it's not to say that if we have a third child, all these other dreams become impossible. No, no, totally. But my point is, yes, all those things could be possible. But this is the thing that you want to be possible. This is the thing that you actually want. You know, this is what I always ask you. Well, what do you want to do? What do you want to study? What do you like? How do you want to change your career? What do you? What would you like? your future to be and it's it's always been nebulous in your mind this is the one thing that's like it's been super concrete you're like very very clear on it and that is really interesting because again i think maybe that's why we partly why we've gone okay let's just do this because this is something that we have clarity on and i think it's taken a long time to get to that clarity um for a number of reasons first of all i think i really struggle to uh, allow myself and this sounds like I'm this sounds like I'm it sounds like I'm trying to do like a humble brag but I'm really I'm really <laughs> I'm just like as I'm about to finish the sentence I'm like oh but but 
but hear it from whence it comes. Like allow myself to express a passion or a joy that might not seem uh, logical or appropriate. I don't know if appropriate is the right word, but definitely in the spaces and circles, you know, there is the wisest, the wisest, the kind of, you know, something that might even be a little bit selfish because it is something that I want, you know, we want, but I want for us. I think I pride myself in an identity that picks that that finds joy out of doing things for other people and doing the right things that will make you know that will contribute to good outcomes for others that's part of my role in a lot of spaces and communities that we're in and I, and I love that role and this isn't that yeah you'll have less capacity to do the good work and for other people that you currently are able to do and and I think for for time true and I think that that comes to the bigger thing which is you know, motherhood is a critical identity to me. It's an important identity, but it's one of many. Mm. And as a feminist, as someone who cares deeply about women being able to express all the parts themselves, this feels like I'm leaning very heavily into this sort of biological need mm. as a woman to like a mother a child and it kind of feels you, you know like there's so many other things you could be doing with your brain and your time and do you know what i mean yeah. like you don't want to be like aren't you just fine you're finding too much joy in this motherhood role it sounds like as i'm saying it out loud and watching your face um, this is why we should not sit opposite each other because i'm being very distracted by what your face is saying <laughs> I, my face is a face my face does not talk okay no, really your face shouts <laughs> so are, are you are you feeling like there's a so is there a bit of tension between your identity as a woman and a feminist and this need that you have to have a third baby Maybe. And it's probably really self-imposed because I bet many of my friends who are wonderful, thoughtful uh, women would be like, you know, you're allowed to want, like we, we tell women, like they're allowed to want to not want nice things. And if you nice things is having a baby, like yeah. it's okay. Isn't it, the, isn't it the ability to have a choice? Exactly. Totally. I think for me to lean into having a third child, it would be... It would be me, I, I don't know. It, it's an identity of me that, I don't even know if I can finish these thoughts. They just, they're just interesting. It's interesting, because I mean, you've been thinking about this for years. I have. So what is the, what is the central tension? Though? Cause I'm so, I, th I still think I'm, I'm struggling, to, I, I don't get it. I need to remind myself this all can all be edited out. <laughs> I just, it just, it feels very vulnerable as I'm sitting here to be talking with a microphone about this. The reason why I'm pushing is, you know, if we do release this for other people to listen to, my sneaking suspicion is that you are not alone in that complex tension that you're that you're struggling with right now. I I think you're amazing and wonderful. I don't think you're unique <laughs> necessarily that in that way. Like, there's a whole bunch of issues that dads deal with, but but like, you spend a lot of time with moms, with women, talking through these issues. Do you, I mean I don't think. I don't think you're the only one who has to deal with this kind of thing. Mm. I'm sure there are loads of incredibly intelligent and powerful and capable women 
who also want to be moms and who like, how does that work? How do I, do I, do I go for it all? Do I just did the career? Do I just did the mom thing? What is, what will people think about me if I just did the mom thing? Or I just like, you know, the whole, you're, you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't mm. thing and you're damned if you do it all. So I, I think there would be people potentially listening to it going, Terrence doesn't get it, but I certainly get it because I feel the same tension. Maybe. I just, you know, we've all still got to have personas that are like upheld in the world. And this is a hard one to be that vulnerable about. See, in one sense, I've got a lot of un... So when it comes to motherhood and mothering children, I have a lot of unofficial expertise in the space. Mm. I am specifically comfortable around babies and the new stage. I get calls from other people yeah, to like help other people in their minus babies. Minus three months to two years. Kind I'm, of yeah, your jam. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I um exactly. I have, you know, logged enough hours in unofficial training, you know, on the job next to mums helping to have maybe made that into something. Mm. But I didn't. I so I feel but in, in some sense motherhood, mothering children is a is a safe space for me and I also enjoy it mm. I really love it and um, and it is maybe about elongate maybe there's part of it that elongates the stage you know that I just really really enjoy and wanted to have another child like your sweet spots for that for a longer period to be in that sweet spot yeah I enjoy the it's not that I you know I can imagine there I mean I can see the appeal in the empty nester kind of thing I can oh I can imagine you know because we are such a great team I can imagine you and I having a great time with the kids out the house so it's not that I'm like oh I want to just be in the in the trenches of early motherhood forever it's not that but I'm not ready to give up on it yet either does that make sense yeah that does make sense and I find but 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 I know that the tension is that the ambitious kind of career oriented pick up three side hustles be a mother of influence do all those kinds of things is like the more appreciated by the world kind of path mm. I think that's what I was trying to get to earlier so I feel like I'm in a bit of a fork and I'm actually going to be in some, I thought I could choose. I thought we could choose by doing this gamble and saying, yes, I thought we could choose, but it's turning out that, that we, the choice might not be left to us. Right. It might be left to like some croaky old eggs and some slow swimmers <laughs> and, you know, like, I don't know, like an inhospitable, what do they say? Hotel uterati. <laughs> you know, it could be that. Yeah. Which was again, I, uh, weirdly though, that's what we wanted. We wanted the choice taken away from us. Totally. At least, yeah, I, th I think I thought I wanted the choice taken away. But now that it's been taken away, I have to face the fact that I can't elongate. Potentially. This, potentially, this stage of early motherhood. I now, earlier than I thought I would have to, I have to now, do I, what is the alternative? I have to pick the other path and lean into it and figure out what my next 20 years is going to be and work towards that mm. and, 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 and and I love the idea of being ambitious and I am ambitious in a lot of ways yeah. I'm ambitious I, I do not 
I do not have a stress-free job. I do not have a job that doesn't put me in, you know, the spotlight of different spaces. But I have to pick that path exclusively earlier than I was thinking I was going to. And not really pick, be forced down that path is kind of the, the reality. Whereas with me saying, I, I wanted that path and now this other options become available and I've been able to choose that and then get excited for mm. it. You know, so so if we if we did have a third child, I would have chosen to be excited for it. Mm. Or at least I would have been pushed down that path with excitement being the yeah. the primary emotion. If it doesn't happen, you'd be pushed down that path of non-third child ambition for lack of a better way of calling it but that would be the primary emotion would be like grief really yeah i think i think grief will give it the first shove i'm sure i will pivot and find things and i'm not one to not no totally but but i think my point is is that that it's it's born out of two different emotions yeah mine my adjustment to this new potential future is i'm able to meet that with excitement yeah yours will start off with you having to kind of overcome the sense of loss and grief Mm -hmm. before you can Mm -hmm. pivot into actually Mm -hmm. appreciating all of the things that Mm -hmm. come with that which which is hard which is a hard space space to be in and you know we've we've spoken for quite a bit now and i i i think we might in the next episode really have to (laughs) unpack the idea of what it would potentially mean to not have that option you know we're I was thinking today, this is the first decision you and I have ever made using while thinking that we may be too old for it. Every other decision we've made in our lives is like, are we too young for this? Is it too early in our lives? This is the first time we've gone, ooh, is this, are we on the edge of too old? Mm. Hmm. Have you, you realized that? Mm. We got married. It was like, ooh, are yeah, we're, we're so young. We're so young. <laughs> you know, we, we, we got into our first, we bought our first flats. Like, ooh, this is like, you know, so early in our careers to like be buying something. And for, for most of our friends, you know, having your first child in your late 20s was early mm. for a lot of our friends, especially for my friends who in the mid 30s still don't have kids. You know, but even buying this house that we're currently in, it was all like, ooh, is it too early? Is it too soon? Is it? This is the first decision where we have to contemplate the idea that we might actually be too old for it. <laughs> and that is a weird, it is a weird shift to be in. Um, and maybe that's something we need to talk about in the next episode, about how, how do we deal with that? How do we process that? Mm, I think I want to turn the mic on to you for the next episode. I think I'm going to be asking you all the hard questions. How are you feeling about... These big life choices, Terrence. You see, I'm easy. I'm because easy. I, I just I'm easy. Feel like I'm I easy like a way summer. <laughs> too much under the microscope for this one. That's that's just the way the cookie crumbles mm. for these episodes. I think the reality is, with the space that we're in now, where we are actively trying to have a. Th- I mean, let's just end this episode by like making it clear: we are actively trying to have a third baby. Deal be damned. Um, even though we will keep the the month by month contract mm. rolling. I I do think there are fundamental issues that a woman faces in this particular space that we're in that I don't face. I think I think that's just the reality. I think no one's going to be asking me the question of, oh, is that third child going to in, in, inhibit your ability to be ambitious in your career? Yeah. I mean, that question, it, it will, 
it will, because that's the kind of dad I am, where I'm going to have to choose to be a good dad to that third child, as opposed to saying yes to every possible influencer job I, I can take, or traveling, or all the kind of stuff, right? I, or at the very least, I won't feel the pressure that you're feeling. Mm. You know, I'm I'm not going to have to contemplate how like my body might not be able to do this thing that it's always been able to do, <laughs> and now suddenly because I've reached what is it called um, advanced maternal age advanced maternal <laughs> age it, it might not be able to do it as well or anymore I don't have to I don't have to contemplate these things so I think it makes sense that most of these episodes are kind of centered around you and how you're coping with it because that is the big questions those are the big questions at least for me I worry about you I want to make sure you're okay yeah, and I am okay. I think, pro, you know, we're doing a lot of processing on the go. <laughs> <laughs> so much processing. All the talking. Pop psychology, <laughs> chair therapy, whatever. Like we're, yeah, I mean, it has, it is, and, and uh, yeah, it is a process. I mean, I mean, regardless of what the outcome is, people cannot accuse us of being thoughtless. Oh, no, proof. no, cheapest <laughs> creepers at the very least. What were you thinking? We were thinking. We were, we thinking. were thinking. Here's five hours of conversation for you to listen to. And you will listen to every last minute of it. <sighs> I love you. I love you too. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll figure it out. That's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening in. As always, this is our story. So everything applies to us, but might not apply to you. And in fact, we would love to hear about the things that do apply to you and about your story. So tell us about how you came to the decision to have your next child or whether or not you're grappling with this issue yourself. Send us your thoughts to afrodaddyct at gmail.com. Or get hold of us on Instagram or the gram, like the cool people call it. <laughs>